0: This week's podcast brought to you by Juniper, New Jersey.
1: Mom's gonna get me a new toothbrush today.
0: Test, test.
1: The says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad Having each other's back Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane
0: Summer is here.
2: This is is the longest day of the year.
0: is the day the longest day? It is. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's lovely. Fifteen hours of sunlight, I think. I I, I noticed the other morning um, when the dogs woke me up at five a.m., and it may have even been still in the fours that the sun was out. I didn't necessarily like being up in the fours, but it was nice when I was up that the sun was
2: up. Well, your dad was was uh, complaining. I think is the right word on on Sunday, um, Father's Day. You weren't here. <sighs> Sigh. But um, but your dad was, or I was with him, and he said, "You know, the birds come up at four thirty. I'm sorry, the, the sun comes at four thirty. The birds start chirping." anticipating the sunrise and then after the sun has risen the birds go back to sleep but he your dad stays awake
0: yeah he can't i would be the i would be completely okay where is it where there's like 24 hours or close to of sunlight in the
2: arctic circle i've been there during 24 hours of sunlight
0: yeah i I have i have never had an issue sleeping um i actually sleep better like if if it's midday, for example, and back in the day when I used to take naps, if I could find you know and you're traveling you're on the road somewhere, if I could find the spot on the bed that was like in the sunlight through the window, no better sleep for me than directly in the sun.
2: I think our podcast demo is heavily uh in in the napping demo, <laughs> maybe often during the podcast probably, probably. even I mean. even the podcasters we're the
0: opposite of the birds we put you to sleep but um, but no
2: i I don't mean because of uh the the uh the uh, narcotic, narcotizing nature of the podcast. I mean, because just, you know, a certain age, you right, you go back to napping.
0: Right, true. Um, and I'm that age. But I, I, without even realizing today was the longest day of the year, it feels like summer is officially here because our son is at basketball camp. The kids aren't off to school. After, after his camp, we've got a couple of his f- friends coming over from his basketball team to swim and be sweaty and, you know, just do it. You know, eighth-grade boys do, and uh, I don't know. It just feels today like summer is summer is here.
2: Well, yesterday I picked them up from basketball camp, and uh, I asked them if they were hungry. They said they were hungry, so I went to uh, McDonald's drive-through, and this has never happened to me before. In all of my many years of fast-food drive-throughs, I ordered at the voice box, and then I pulled up. To pay at the first window. And then I pulled up as ordered to the second window where I was handed beverages. And then I was told to go to the third window for the rest of my order. I didn't even realize there was a third oh, window, really? but I did. Yes. I didn't
0: know that exists. Well, they, they have, have a, a, a beverage window?
2: I, I've been to that McDonald's many times and I've never gotten beverages was separate Was it more from efficient? The, no, I think it was just uh, because one of our Passengers ordered a spicy chicken sandwich, and they didn't have that ready-made. So you know how sometimes they tell you to pull into a parking spot, yes. and they'll bring it out? I think the third window was just, they get out of our way so we can process other orders but Window. Well, good,
0: that, that you still got your order in time or in decent amount of time, right? Yeah. And and, but I hold up everybody else. When
2: I pulled up to the third window, the third window was unoccupied. All I saw was like a mop in the window, so I, I, I didn't like my odds, but, but it worked.
0: I've never noticed how many windows there are at drive throughs I'm going to have to start doing that and say, go. That's an unused window. That could be a good third window.
2: You were in this weekend at a basketball tournament in New Jersey, down on the Jersey Shore. And before we get to that, if there's anything to get to on your return on Sunday, fighting traffic across the Tappan Zee Bridge, now the Governor Cuomo Bridge, um, you stopped. You ordered. You placed an order. A I placed mobile a order. Mobile order, order yes. for a band full of kids. Yes. And was it ready? 45 minutes later when you got arrived?
0: So we're, we're 25 minutes away. I had our daughter check. Is there any, you know, food coming up? Um, she said, ah, Chipotle, 25 miles away. I said, perfect. We can place a mobile order. We'll get there, pick it up. So we place the order. We get there five minutes after it's supposed to be ready. There's a pretty long line. I walk in, get in line to pick up the mobile orders because there's nothing on the little bookshelves that they have there. And uh, I guess just shelves. They aren't bookshelves. And... um guy comes over he said uh what's the name on the on the mobile order i said rebecca and he went over and looked at the tab and just then started making it it seemed to sort of defeat the purpose of the mobile order
2: whereas the last time i went into that establishment though a different branch of it as you know i ordered like five meals for five different people and they, they all, did it all i got i brought them home and when i got home Every single one of them, bizarrely, was... Was vegan or vegetarian. vegetarian. Yeah, that's what
0: our son said, because he was in the car when we were placing the order. Is it going to be vegan or (sighs) vegetarian? Um, But uh, (laughs) talking about, like, you know, having kids in the car after camp, we had a a long discussion, a bunch of the parents. So it was an overnight um, AAU tournament in, in New Jersey. We had a great time. And one night, the parents started talking about, you know, our sons, who are 13 and 14 years old, And to a person and even separately, like a couple parents would have a conversation and then a different parent would enter the room and separately bring up this topic. Not knowing that we've already talked about it was not like how bad our sons now smell. You know, like a year or two ago, they were still boys and they, you know, not a whole lot of body odor. And it's still they don't really smell, but their feet reek. Boys, after they've played basketball, their feet are hideous, especially when they take off their shoes. And um, it was well, just an interesting...
2: Exclusively when they take off their shoes. Oh, but
0: they still might smell with the shoes on. But you would
2: have to get down and, and no. sniff their f- shoes. No. which Which... Teenage
0: boy feet, even through shoes, after playing two basketball games in a hot gym, could be like some of the most disgusting, I don't know... What but the smell, the smell is um, is just gross. Do and do and you most remember? Of the boys I,
2: I, I saw a teenage boy feet open for Echo and the Bunny Men in 1986 <laughs> in Liverpool.
0: And most of the boys have their basketball bag and they take off their shoes that are all sweaty, they put them in the bag, and then seal the bag as if that's going to help in any way. But it was just it was it was a common thread that united us all as parents are our, the our stinky our son's stinky boy feet.
2: And and a blanket apology I assume is in order uh, for any business travelers staying in whatever hotel you were staying in for the uh, the ruckus in the parking lots and um, the hallways and the pizza boxes that, that I assume say, were stacked up outside of the, various rooms. The
0: hotel we stayed at was perfect for for what we needed. We were less than 10 minutes from the gym. We had stuff around us. It was clean. There weren't any businessmen. I wouldn't say it was a businessman's hotel. I would say it was more the hotel of the, of the parents with um, boys, with stinky boy feet. But yes, our, our boys at 10 p.m., um, like, where's the kids? And somebody would text one of their kids, oh, they're in the back parking lot or the side parking lot throwing a football, um, and, and most of them in Crocs. So they're running different patterns and sprinting around the parking lot in Crocs. And as our daughter likes to point out, but the boys, when they have their Crocs on and put the little strap down in the back, they call it sport mode. And they think they, they call can, that sport they mode. They call it sport mode. And they think they can, like, run around like that. We, we were certain we were going to be down a boy or two for the basketball game because the sport mode didn't quite work. But uh, fortunately, they all they all made it through. It was what was cool was that the tournament was in Juniper, New Jersey. Juniper,
2: which, Neptune. I'm sorry. Yeah. juniper
0: why did i say juniper <laughs> juniper
2: new jersey
0: neptune is there a <laughs> juniper new jersey i don't know why i said juniper. of course there's
2: not a juniper new jersey i can't why imagine not? there's maybe why why not
0: we were, <laughs> we were in neptune new juniper
2: jersey. new jersey
0: what is juniper juniper used to be remember when you and i first met that juniper breeze was this the scent of the um lotion i used to get from bath and body works do you remember that way way back in the day Anyway, Juniper that has nothing, Juniper, New Jersey. It has nothing to do with Juniper, New Jersey. It's We're a great Neptune. it's a great name. It is. Neptune, We're...
2: New Jersey is the hometown of Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. Carry on.
0: Okay. And it's it was I think a fifteen minute drive to the boardwalk, the Asbury Park boardwalk and as a Bruce Springsteen fan I did I my, my regret is that I did not go and take a picture by the Stone Pony but um, but got to walk the boardwalk the boys went on the beach this was interesting to me too because we're not used to this like when we go to the beach we usually go to the beach in glorious Cape Cod Massachusetts the beach in New Jersey to step on the beach you had to spend nine dollars a person just to get the bracelet. So that you could go on the beach and go in the water, I'm not used to that. I'm used to maybe like paying to park at a beach, but not paying nine dollars a person to uh to step foot on the beach. But you have to pay
2: at, at Narragansett to get on the beach.
1: Oh,
0: I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess, I, but it's the beaches we typically go to. That's um that's not the case. I may hit you for like twenty dollars a car park but not usually to to get
2: on the beach juniper new jersey what comes up on google is does juniper grow in new jersey (laughs) it has generally been believed that this species is not native in new jersey reaching north only as far as delaware so yeah but 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 neither is neptune native to new jersey
0: juniper new jersey I, i don't know i don't know either the weird things your brain does or at least the weird things my brain does as i'm getting older um but anyway, we had, a, we had a great time. The kids just have a blast with one another. It's fun to watch them do their thing. The parents had a wonderful time. There's a cool facility that we played in, um, and what made it different from because I've been in a lot I've been in a lot of gyms and a lot of joints around the country and the world. What made this one kind of cool, especially for youth hoops, is that each court looked like an NBA court, so one of them um, was a replica of the Knicks court. There was one that was a replica of the Celtics Court. They had one that was um, a New Jersey Nets court no, it was Brooklyn, or, Nets Brooklyn court. I'm sorry Brooklyn Nets court and um, which kind of made it fun for the kids and and the Celtics one even was like. The fake parquet looking um, floor, but uh, but yeah, one of the bigger takeaways was well, two big takeaways: one, smelly boy feet, and two, when did they change the name of the Tap and Z to the Governor Cuomo Bridge?
2: It was it was the same year that they changed uh, Juniper to Neptune. <laughs>
0: Because we're driving, I'm seeing signs. Well, remember they they rebuilt it. They rebuilt the
2: Tappan Zee. They built a new one alongside the old one.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a it's a beautiful bridge, for somebody who doesn't isn't stuck in traffic every day trying to get over it. I was I thought it was just an absolutely beautiful bridge. It took us forever to get there uh, to get to new to Neptune, New Jersey. It should have taken like three hours. It took five because of traffic. But um, anyway, the, the Governor Cuomo Bridge is, is quite
2: lovely. It shouldn't have taken three. If you're driving to the Jersey Shore on Friday afternoon, it's going to take five.
0: Well, right. I'm saying, I shouldn't say it should have taken three. The people who left at like it, 11 it, p.m. or yeah. early in the morning, it took them three hours.
2: It should have taken three, if not for all those other meddling other meddling motorists on the road. <laughs> right. How dare they?
0: <laughs> trying to get to where they're trying to go.
2: And you were walking distance to Wawa. Am I correct?
0: Oh, it was great. Well... I mean as far as these things go this is what you want when you're a weekend away like this yeah there was a wawa right next door but this the road was pretty busy road but i asked when i checked in the hotel i asked the woman working the desk who was super accommodating and friendly um i said is there a path to the wawa she said yes we have actually the people at the hotel have made a path for when we want to go over there so I would go over get some Gatorade or water or coffee or or whatever was needed and at uh, at,
2: at the Neptune Wawa
0: <laughs> at the Neptune Wawa
2: That sounds like a Bruce song or should be.
0: It should be, yeah. When I was in New Jersey, this kind of surprised me. I had multiple people, just strangers, a couple two in the Wawa, and a couple at the gym Neptunians? Tell me, yeah. Tell me that they had watched the Dream On about the nineteen the documentary on the 1996 Olympic team that was on ESPN the previous Wednesday. And um, it's going to be on ABC this weekend. We don't know which day or what time, but if you want to check your local listings, um, Dream On, the film Dream On is going to be on ABC this weekend. And um, we all watched it. All three hours, presumably. Yeah, all three hours. We watched it um, <laughs> with our 11-year-old. Well, actually, most of the kids watched it with us when it was on last week and one of the things I really enjoyed as I'm watching some of my darkest, most difficult times as a basketball player was our eleven year old mocking you. Mocking me. Yes. There was there was a scene in, in it where um You're in a cafeteria. We're in, we're in Colorado Springs at the cafeteria. And uh, Some of my teammates are all sitting together eating, and I'm I'm by myself.
2: (laughs) You bring your tray just like a middle school nightmare where you bring your tray, and there's no place to sit, and so you sit on your own.
0: Sit on your own, and and as that scene is like, as we're watching it, our 11-year-old just says, and she ate her bagel alone and said it with just dripping honey-poopy. It wasn't sarcasm, just the, the tone of her voice, it was... It was pretty darn well, funny. I proud Well, just the, the fact that she
2: said it in a third-person um, right. narrator voice was, was hilarious. Right,
0: right. And since I was away in Neptune, New Jersey, um, I, two of our children and I were gone for most of Father's Day. We did not return till what, 6-ish, 7 p.m.? Well,
2: three of the four 7, children 7. were gone.
0: Yeah, three of the four children were gone. And on Mother's Day, Mother's Day was incredible. You you did not let me lift a finger to do anything around the house. Um, I slept in. You you gave me a day of just of leisure. And I returned the favor <laughs> by giving you a day where you probably woke up at five, between 5 and 6 a.m. No, to let out the dogs. 6.50. You, 6.50. Let out the dogs and um, took care of... Uh, the 11 year old. And uh, yeah, I didn't, I really kind of owe you because I did not do much for you for Father's Day. And I apologize for oh, that.
2: Oh, nonsense. I'm still in in um, debt for, for many decades to come.
0: If you want to look at it that way, I'm okay with it. Although, that reminds me, you did return the toaster oven. I returned the, the
2: giant oven. And, and the um, woman, the young lady at Bed Bath and Beyond, because Frankly, the window in which to return it was closing rapidly. She said, uh, uh, was there anything ro- was there anything wrong with it?" And I said, uh, "Yes, my wife didn't want it." <laughs> but she said, "Okay, but it's not broken or anything." I said, "I said we haven't even opened it." She just looked at it, laughed, and uh, I taped the receipt to the box and set it aside to return. She said, and I quote, I wanted a toaster oven, not an oven oven.
0: Did you get the toaster oven while you were there? I did
2: not. She said, would you like to do any shopping, any shopping before you return the store opened at 10? I was there at 10 I said, uh, no, I would, I would not. I think I've learned my lesson not to, not to uh, freelance shop for my wife.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good lesson. I haven't even really talked to you much about, about our weekend away. When you were not with us. Um, But at one point, sitting down watching the game in front of us and kind of sitting with the parents watching that game, and the team was clearly local, Long Island slash New Jersey. And uh, one of the other coaches and I just looked at each other and we're like, I feel like I'm in a reality show or I'm getting punked or something because, you know, a mom yelling at the ref what where was the foul? there was no foul there and then the dad with his super strong accent also yelling like it was so again i don't know if it was long island or jersey but the super strong accent and the ridiculous <laughs> yelling at the ref and 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 the, the coach my coach and i are just looking at each other and we couldn't stop laughing like literally looking around for the cameras certain that that we were getting punked and um just in this this weird weird environment.
2: <laughs> That's every youth sports game that we've ever attended. Somebody's been yelling something. Oh,
0: but just not with the, the the Jersey accent and not something that you know where was the foul And like it's right, and the, the, the parents were sitting on the baseline so it was kind of like right in front of us. And the other moment that I was in hindsight kind of funny was we're playing in the championship game. I do that with air quotes, the championship game. And uh, we're down three. And so the other team, because in these AAU tournaments, you don't shoot free throws until you get like an exorbitant amount of team fouls. So the other team just keeps using what we'd call their foul to give so that we, you know, have to inbound it again and time gets off the clock. So finally, with like three seconds left, we inbound it. Our boy takes a dribble and shoots and honest to God on the shot, he gets fouled and the ref blows the whistle. And there's 0.2 seconds left. Clearly, it was on the shot. It was kind of what you'd seen in an NBA game, you know? Ref blows a whistle, older dude who is not trying to have any fun interaction with the coaches. And, And I just start, I'm like, yes, you know, Vincent, go make your free throws, make your free throws. And he's like, no, it was not on the shot. It was before the shot. I said, "Are you kidding me? It was absolutely on the shot. It was one hundred percent on the shot. It was not on the shot, but was even better."
2: He, was he waiting to shoot before? I mean, there was two tenths of a second left. It, it, well, why wouldn't he? Even it was shooting? like,
0: yeah, exactly. It, and and the ref said, "What?" Like he was a little bit older, and he got some attitude. What you want to? You want a piece of me? No, he said, "You want to? Uh,
2: I'm walking wanna, here.
0: You want to? <laughs> you want to uh, go to the tape?" you want to go to the video? He said, why don't we go to the video? That's what it was. Why don't we go to the video? And I looked at him, I said, okay, I've got a mom right across the way filming it on her phone. Want me to bring her over? No, it, what? Come on, come on. And then he got obstinate. Come on, come on. You know, it wasn't whatever. So we lost the game. And of course, after the game, the mom comes over, shows me your phone. 100% it was on the shot. Like, he just wanted to get out of there as the last game of the day, which is fine. Like, of course, you're not really going to go to the videotape, but don't say that. Like, right. just say, it was on the whatever. I'm going to stick to my guns. He's the one who brought up the videotape. I don't, I'm sure he didn't call videotape the video. And I was like, all right, yeah, we got a mom over there taping
2: it. Well, that's funny you say that because I was at your sister's on Sunday on Father's Day. And she was doing some woodworking in her garage.
0: As she does. As she
2: does. And she noticed her, her her boys and the neighbor kids playing uh wiffle ball. And this was the other this was not that's not Sunday, but this was a recent day. And one of the one of the neighbor kids was announcing the game. And she thought it was really cute and, you know, kind of quintessential classic, you know, uh
0: American neighborhood yeah, sports 8
2: 10 12 14 year old you know playing uh, street baseball and so she got out her camera through the windows of the garage door so that she wasn't seen by the kids she she's she just uh, recorded a snippet of this game and that snippet was her younger son hitting a home run the the announcer neighborhood announcer kid yelling oh Caleb with a walk-off home run, and as he's circling the bases, Caleb's older brother uh, grabs the ball, um, runs him down, and just as Caleb's going to cross home plate, whips the ball at him, and 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 that hits him like in the leg, and he didn't tag him, and saying he's out, he's out, it doesn't count. And they get they get in an argument, and which is also quintessential family, quintessential them, and the <laughs> yeah. younger brother comes in complaining. You know, th- this is what happened. And so your sister says, you know, he didn't tag me. He threw the ball at me. No, I, this, that. And, and your sister says, well, let's go to the video because I have it on video. And and the older brother then was, was enraged naturally <laughs> because who has it on video? Right. But so they were able to go to the monitor review and and he was safe. It was a walk off and it was over. But um, I guess that's a, a – uh, technology and a thing that that probably happens in neighborhood if if there still are backyard baseball games and things now you can so easily set up a, a tripod or a phone or whatever and and go to monitor review
0: oh that's that's taken away the the uh the street arguments over if this happened or that happened well can we rewind for a second though if to the beginning when you said you know my sister was doing some woodworking because, I mean, it's unbelievable. My sister, as a hobby, I think during COVID, it wasn't before it, that. Maybe no, maybe no. Remember, COVID? she made
2: a butcher block. Oh right, right, right. right. <laughs> Has
0: just taken up, like
2: self-taught,
0: self-taught, but totally as a hobby, woodworking. And so there were there were years. I think for like Christmas, Mother's Day, whatever, she'd be asking for certain tools. She made, she and her husband made. Their kitchen table, this beautiful kitchen table where their family oh, eats their meals. Oh, it's incredible stuff! Yeah. Incredible. Recently, we were trying. We wanted to get. How would you describe the, the table that we wanted for that for a room? It was like a bookshelf table. How would you no,
2: describe it? No, it's like a like a long table that you put up against the wall and, and you set stuff narrow. on it.
0: And and we saw one that we thought was beautiful, and we were going to get it, and it was just not well made, and sent my sister a picture of it, and like a couple weeks later. She's made this gorgeous, this beautiful table <laughs> Who takes up, especially as a female, who takes up woodworking and then just becomes great at it, makes beautiful stuff, and uh, and then while she's making beautiful stuff, is spying on her kids and doing right. video of the wiffle ball. I, game. I gotta get it's, a, it's I gotta remarkable. get a, I
2: gotta take up woodworking and and um, get my own new. Yankee Workshop kind I of thing. I
0: thought the rule was you couldn't have any hobbies that could um, where you could lose a, a finger. Digit, yeah. you're not allowed if you're a writer who types. You're not allowed to lose a digit. So, or
2: or or, or a, uh, a a pianist that you know that is kind of uh, virtuoso. Oh, virtuoso, right? Right. So you can.
0: I mean, you can. Maybe she can do th- the assembling you could do like the finishing you could be a the sander or the you could put on the varnish i don't the, want you near any, any sharp do you, things do you that remember the cut off your
2: do you remember the nba player haywood workman i do i remember writing a karnak uh how do you how do you get the attention of your woodwork guy
0: hey woodworkman yes well then
2: shall we get to viewer mail
0: we shall
1: Big apple, throw our lure,
2: reel us in with your viewer mail. Uh, first viewer mail comes in from uh, our uh, resident patent attorney, Ed in Maryland.
0: Hello, Ed.
2: Um, I, I think he's in Juniper, Maryland, Rebecca. <laughs> hi, Rebecca and Steve. Oh, you've you buried the lead. It's, he says, hi, Rebecca and Steve, but didn't you see... The oh, yes. name on the back of a jersey? Yeah, in so in my, New Jersey?
0: Yeah, so my team doesn't have their names on the back of their jerseys. I'll throw that out there because I like it when they don't. But You like the name
2: on the front of the jersey.
0: That's right. So it's a I think it's a holdover for my Yukon days. Um but yeah, lots of lots of teams, the boys have their names on the back of their jerseys. And the and the kids like that. I, I know, they love it. And the name I saw on the back, what did I tell you it was? Um Restivo. Restivo, that's right. It wasn't Restiva, it was Restivo. So wherever you are, so-and-so Restivo, I've watched you play basketball and appreciated the name on from, the back of your jersey. From
2: Rebecca and steve Yes. We, uh, perhaps you'll see a Restivarino one of these days. Maybe. And you don't have to say who, but you ran into somebody. I, I remember I interviewed, uh, interviewed, I did a long story with many interviews of Sparky Anderson. Way back in the day, when he was managing the Detroit Tigers, and he told me that he never responds when somebody calls out Sparky from the from the you know the grandstand, but if somebody calls out George, his given name, he always turns around because it's always somebody from his youth in California. Right. Somebody called out Becky to you, and you instantly knew that it could only be one person because only one person has ever called you Becky.
0: Yes, a guy who was a senior at UConn when I was a freshman. Um, called me Becky. It's the only person who's ever called me Becky and I saw him at a, at a youth basketball game the other night and walking in and I recognize him and then he was like hey Becky <laughs> and then, and when he introduced me to his kids he introduced me as Becky I don't think he knows he's that the only he's one. the only one yeah. who calls me Becky well of course he doesn't know but it's 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 endearing because he's the only one who calls exactly. me
2: Becky hi Rebecca and Steve writes uh, Ed our resident patent attorney in Maryland by all means please feel free to share my email with Ralph in Maryland remember you may recall last week yes. that uh, on our, our uh, matchmaking our matchmaking website yes. Ralph's only <laughs> We're, we're, we're making friends, making connections. I have spent a lot of time at Bob Turtle Smith Stadium at the University of Maryland. Writes Ed. My younger son Alex had the good fortune of walking onto Maryland's varsity baseball team about ten years ago. Wow! Fear the turtle, indeed. Though I've never known anyone who has actually feared a turtle apart from the salmonella thing.
0: Our daughter feared the turtle. Yeah. Remember. Our oldest daughter, we were at a Maryland She feared Testudo, the, ma- the Maryland Tastudo, Terrapin Tastudo, the m- mascot. Yeah, would come out she would start it, yeah. shaking in yeah. terror. Terrified. So she feared the turtle.
2: Yeah, she feared the turtle. That's true. Um, while my son's collegiate baseball career was undistinguished, he was able to, well, I mean, he had a collegiate baseball career. Right. That's that's, <laughs> that's distinction, impressive. yeah. Exactly. He was able to fulfill his boyhood dream of wearing the Maryland uniform, and Alex had a couple of noteworthy teammates uh, Lamonty Wade now with San Francisco and Brandon Lowe, Tampa Bay sports, uh, has a way of preparing a kid for adulthood. You guys are well aware of that. And my son is now enjoying a nice career as a civil engineer. He spends a part of his time in his office and part of his time on job sites with his hard hat and orange vest. My other son is a Navy officer currently deployed. It occurred to me recently that our sons are two of the village people. <laughs> 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 Ed does not have a cowboy in his uh, in his brood. Uh, love your podcast and looking forward to the next episode. Ed in Maryland or uh, Ed, thank you, and uh, I will pass along your contact information to one of one of the Ralves. Gail writes, "Hello, as always, thank you for building this wonderful pod community." I'm writing my husband. I'm writing while my husband is driving us in our Honda Odyssey on our way to the Smoky Mountains for our summer vacation. Rebecca, this is like. Uh, 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 You and me, mad lips here. She's in a Honda Odyssey, Mm -hmm. which you've been driving for...
0: Over a decade. Over
2: a decade. We'll continue to drive as an empty nester because we like the penitentiary doors Mm -hmm. that you can uh, lock and unlock, sliding from from the front seat.
0: Big fan of my Honda Odyssey.
2: And she's on her way to the Smoky Mountains, where where my parents honeymooned the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Nice. Yeah, very nice. So this is kind of combining generations of, of of our family. The Honda Odyssey to the Smoky Mountains. Are you following? I'm following. Okay. One, we have updated we have an updated kid mispronounced word. Last week I asked my eight year old how he liked the hot lunch at the summer day camp he was attending. He responded, I really like it. I think the chef emphasis on CH must be really good. The chef. <laughs> Perfect. How, what, he... how else would you expect eight? How else would you expect to, you know, seeing that word in print expect to pronounce it? Right. Maybe he saw this person in a chef's jacket at camp, but apparently we won't we don't use the word chef in our house frequently enough for our son to know how to properly pronounce it. Regardless, it was one of those sweet moments that I always appreciate. I'm going to think of 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 it as a chef from now on, Chef Boy Right? Yes. Two, see the attached picture of how one receives their silverware at Chewy's, a Tex-Mex chain in Texas and throughout the South. Sanitized for your protection. And yes, indeed, Rebecca. Look at this. A paper envelope. This silverware has been sanitized for your protection. This is suitable for a Holiday Inn toilet seat circa 1975. Yeah, Even totally. the colors are Holiday Inn colors. Totally. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to have to eat at a, at a Chewy's and the next time I'm Driving from El Paso to Galveston. About a about a seventeen mile drive. Thank you, Gail, and thank you for the uh the photo illustrations. I hope you and your family have a fun, safe, and healthy summer. Gail from Houston. You miss Houston, don't you, Rebecca? I loved Houston. Houston I the summer, summer was, summer it, was it was it was great. I I, I loved too. It was it too. hot,
0: but gosh, I loved Houston. The people there were wonderful.
2: And uh we had a we had a uh I always think of a of, of a I think it was a Sunday afternoon we had at Kima boardwalk. we had a blast. It was it was hundred and forty degrees, ninety nine percent humidity, but but uh but it was it was a great day. It was a great
0: day, yeah.
2: Thank you, Gail. Uh George, our, our monocle dealer, our our pumpkin art um, Picasso. Mm-hmm. He's a, man, he's a man who wears many hats, one of them presumably a chef's hat.
0: <laughs> Maybe he wears a chef's hat. George
2: writes, Steve, last year Rebecca dazzled the viewers with her custom Nike kicks, celebrating her basketball and broadcasting career. Now it's your turn to shine by giving your tootsies what they crave. White Castle and Puma have collaborated to produce footwear inspired by sliders, the White Castle X Puma RSX, photos attached, and description below. And Rebecca- That's for real? it's for real he's got photographs to prove it it has i, I reckon that looks like it's a, it's a toddler size am i right well yeah but
0: they're not gonna put a giant size in it's a it's it a well
2: but it's a slider so white castle burgers are tiny but look at that it is it is it's got it says white castle on the tongue it has the the puma uh you know sort of upside down swoosh thing but it's it is not otherwise like in your face white castle it's just Inspired by the White Castle bun and burger colors. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of those, Rebecca?
0: Not my favorite color combination, but I like bright colors for shoes. Interesting, huh? They're super interesting, yes.
2: Uh, the White Castle uh, times Puma RSX features paneled premium leather operas. I mean, can I read this as if uh, this is a prize and the price is right? Yes. Features paneled premium leather uppers accented by contrast stitching. Aside from Puma's form strip logo, White White Castle's signature castle motif marks the tongues and logo is featured on the heels of the shoe. Additional detailing comes in the form of five cent printed near the top eyelets, referencing the original cost of a White Castle slider, the what you crave tagline on the tongue and printed insoles expressing a grilled onions print. Uh, This Amana oven comes with twin broilers. (laughs) <laughs> is that from, what the oven came with uh, from, uh, that I, I you just returned I, I, to bed, Bath bathroom? I, and I think it did. Centered around the look of the fast food chain's iconic square sliders, the shoe is dressed in bold orange, brown, and green, inspired the bit by the mix of American cheese, beef, and pickles found in the sliders. George writes, I think you need this, and I think you're right, George. However, however, however. speaking of sneaker White Castle mashups. Mm-hmm. What did I get for Father's Day? Custom kicks with uh, book jacket art on on either shoe. Stinger Afternoons on on I believe the left, and Knights of White Castle on the right. So I actually have now a sneaker. We will
0: we will post a picture of your custom kicks on our uh, Instagram which is ball and chain podcast i believe and um yeah well you like nike blazers as do i it's become my favorite like casual shoe to wear around and um they're nike blazers and they are b- beautifully painted and i will i will tag the woman who did it as well um, cuz if people ever want to get a special gift oh, for somebody they're, they're who they're loves shoes get but, in But touch but but, with but
2: Katie. how crazy is this that that George writes to me about white castle Footwear, right. sneakers. When Last rent. week, I believe, we, we got email about uh, socks. White Castle socks yeah. available at a local grocery uh, They weren't grocery at our surgeon. local
0: grocery store, by the way, because I checked.
2: But they did have socks.
0: They did have socks. They were just out of the White Castle right. ones.
2: And, uh, and, and then I got blazers with White Castle uh, on them. Amazing. I mean, I've got, I've had plenty of shoes with White Castle on them, but that was from dropping <laughs> right uh, the, the 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 ketchup and mustard falling out as I ate. So we just have one more viewer mail. Before we get to yes. it, can
0: I just mention something because my stomach is making noises? Yeah. Yesterday, we were hanging out, and both of our it was in the morning, and both of us were clearly hungry, and both of our stomachs were making so much noise. But we couldn't tell it was like which came from who, because like I would say, I think that one was from my stomach. Oh, I think that one was from yours, because you can't really feel anything going on, but you just hear it. Uh, it, it was it was uh, really interesting. And then our and our youngest was with us, and at one point she, I think she her said, stomach, "I think that might have been mine," but yeah. it, it was weird. <laughs> it, it,
2: there was some uh, kind of uh, gastric acid ventriloquism going on That's after right. all. I think it, somebody was doing the equivalent of throwing their voice because it, it was sort of. Uh, moving around the room and you couldn't tell where it was coming from yeah finally uh let's get to the notorious dgs actually literally bad in cleanup this week we've had four viewer mails and he's the fourth so um i I should i should say we are are re-recording this email because um we had a glitch when i was reading it a technical difficulty that only denny can explain but um So I'm recording this a day after we recorded the podcast just so we can get DGS's email in. Rebecca is no longer here. She's doing a Connecticut Sun-New York Liberty game tonight. Uh, So I'm going to play both parts. Let's get to this. Dear Rebecca and Steve, alas, after a week at the beach, writes Dr. Siegel, I don't have much to report, which will doubtlessly be good for all involved. The week away with the children and the grandchildren was fantastic. And from time to time, both granddaughters, aged three and three years, nine months, dressed up in their PAW Patrol costumes that Mrs. DGS apparently provided. Thus, we had occasions when PAW Patrol pups, including Zuma, Sky, Chase, and Marshall, for those in the know, were jumping from bed to bed while barking or even going on adventures, meaning walks in the neighborhood, to, as my daughter-in-law said, keep rich people's 401k plans safe. Gotta protect those 401k plans, PAW Patrol. Thanks again for keeping us entertained by continuing the podcast, writes Dr. Siegel. And I'm here to report that seaside and watercolor are actual places in unincorporated Walton County, Florida, in an area known as South Walton along County Road 30A, a sticker of which adorns some vehicles in my part of the world. And here in the original reading of this email is where Rebecca asked, I wonder if there is a Juniper, Florida. And uh, and then she realized that she was probably thinking of Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter and Neptune, both being planets. And that is probably how she confused Neptune, New Jersey, for uh, Juniper, New Jersey. Both Juniper and Neptune, I might add. I have since learned through the uh, fixing of these technical difficulties, Neptune, New Jersey, Denny Gallagher's mother's hometown. So uh, forgive me when I say they were the hometown of Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. They are the hometown of Denny's mom. Most importantly, many families from Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas, and Louisiana, writes Dr. Siegel, come to the Panhandle for beach vacations. Panama City is to the east, and to the west are Biloxi and Mobile. Mobile, excuse me. Collectively, this area is known colloquially as the Redneck Riviera. The Redneck Riviera, collectively and colloquially in the same sentence. I like that proximity of those two words, um, though they're hard hard to pronounce in proximity. From collectively and colloquially, Dr. Siegel segues into Connolly, Michael Connolly. Well, I've not read a Michael Connolly book, writes DGS. I did binge the seven seasons of Bosch, which is based on his novels about LA homicide detective Hieronymus Harry Bosch. And I've enjoyed season one of Bosch Legacy as well. Hieronymus Bosch in real life was a Dutch painter from the 15th century, but I digress. Maybe I should read more and watch less TV, Dr. Siegel. If you're if you're name dropping Hieronymus Bosch, the Dutch painter of the 15th century, I think you're you're reading enough books and and uh, not watching too much TV. And finally, uh, in Dr. Siegel's email, we have to get to the important stuff: the F1 recap from last weekend in Montreal, Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. writes, Dr. Siegel. A any qualifying session on Saturday led to what could best be called a mixed grid. Not to be confused with a mixed grill, I assume, Dr. Siegel, as the rain and luck uh, can favor the more skilled drivers who might be in lesser cars. For instance, for Fernando Alonso, a 40 year old double world champion, qualified second in a less competitive French car, an Alpine, spelled like Alpine, which is the performance line from Renault. Normally, in dry conditions, he would perhaps have qualified between P5 and P11, even though he's probably as good a driver as seven time champion Lewis Hamilton. Charles Leclerc and one Ferrari took grid penalties for replacing his power unit. You're only allowed so many power units and components per year and if exceeded. You take grid placement penalties. I feel like I'm reading the uh, disclaimer on a pharmaceutical ad doing these F1 reports. Nevertheless, the Monegasque driver charged from P19 to P5 in a dry race won by pole sitter Max Verstappen in a Red Bull, who held off Carlos Sainz and the second Ferrari for the last 15 laps, which were gripping, as Sainz was on Verstappen's gearbox for 15 laps. Lastly of note, two items, writes Dr. Siegel. The second Red Bull of Checo Perez had a failure retiring the car and Mercedes is making progress with Lewis Hamilton finishing on the podium in P3. And Mr. Consistency, George Russell and the other Mercedes finished P4 continuing a streak of finishes in the top five of every race this year. Ferrari and Red Bull are near equal cars and Mercedes is about five-tenths, that's half a second behind them. So each qualifying session in each race remaining remain exciting Dr. Siegel helpfully uh, adds that five tenths of a second is the same as half a second. I appreciate that. Next race in a fortnight at Silverstone in England, the home race for several drivers and teams on a fast classic circuit. Those home drivers will include Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. Right, Dr. Siegel? Am I doing this right? Uh, and that's it. With warmest regards, he remains Gary with two R's. I think. I think that's everything i hope we've recorded this one successfully this is the first time we've held a pod for 24 hours to get dgs in and uh so for dgs for dg denny gallagher for mrs dg denny gallagher's mom that would be dgm i guess dgm dgs for rebecca lobo who's absent but i'll see here at the mohegan sun arena tonight and uh for tom dick and harry play us out
1: Six of us and a family pet living in cuckoo nest Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test Androgynous and ambiguous, while well, we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane